got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of a defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Oh, and he was absolutely knocked back into that tweet by Atwood. David Atwood has got titanium in his shoulders at the moment. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Gabriel and I'm joined this week by just the one fellow Bath fan. It's just me and you, Charlie. How are you, mate? Oh, not very well, I'll be honest, Gabriel. Toulouse uh, chewed me up and spat me back out of the weekends and it was also my birthday yesterday, so uh, I am certainly feeling the consequences of that. Um, but... Yeah, we're still here despite sore heads, broken bodies and all, all the rest. But um, yeah, we're going to pick the bones out of what was an absolutely epic weekend down in the south of France, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so firstly, uh, a couple of things. Uh, apologies that, that we are slightly later than we usually are in getting this podcast. As Charlie says, um, had a couple of things on this week. Uh, and so this is the first time when we've been able to sit down and really look back on, on what was an amazing weekend, as you say. And as well as that, um, sorry that, that Tom can't be joining us. Uh, this week um, however he has sent us some of his thoughts uh, which we'll include uh, in the podcast um, if I can remember uh, so yeah let's get let's get straight into the weekend Charlie and before we talk about the uh, the rugby um, let's talk first of all about about the weekend um, about the atmosphere in Toulouse um, and and yeah you, you sound like you're still feeling the effects how did you find the the weekend uh, apart from the the bath game yeah well the, uh, the the city's a fantastic place to go really enjoyed that um, obviously, uh, the people who've been tracking uh, Twitter and all, all the other social media platforms, uh, a couple of people are actually crying, not because of the rugby, but because of all the tear gas that was in the air. Uh, the Gilets Jaunes protests were going on down uh, down in the south of France. The riot police were out in force um, and plenty of tear gas canisters were fired. Uh, so it was quite an interesting experience in that respect. But um, the... The atmosphere and and everything in, in, in the stadium, the, not the actual rugby itself, the, the, the stadium was absolutely buzzing. Mm. We went along there. That was definitely the place to go. It was a Sunday, but people are out in force, ready to uh, have a great time. Yeah, I think certainly on on the Saturday, it was kind of a bit weird with the with the um, uh, the, the the riots, as you say. Uh, it kind of didn't really feel like there was a big game of rugby going on the following day. But yes, yeah, certainly on the Sunday, you know, Toulouse definitely lived up to his reputation as yeah. one of the heartlands of, of European rugby. Like the the the, the beer tent that we found uh, in in the stadium uh, complex itself yeah, the, was amazing. The the oh, Bodega, the Bodega bar yeah. was fantastic. And, like that, and the, the people, the, that's what really stood out for me. The Toulouse fans were so welcoming to us um, and, and so so kind. And, and that's what that's what made the weekend what it was, I think. The the, the, the kindness of the Toulouse people. Yeah, really. certainly did. Certainly did. I've I've been to watch a, a game on the other side of the south of France in uh, the Stade Maillot, watching Toulon. And the atmosphere there is fantastic. But I do think... The Toulouse fans themselves actually, mm. no, big thank you from all of us. They were they were so welcoming, uh, really friendly. You know, we had plenty of chats with them all, and uh, we also got to meet quite a few of the Toulouse players who hung around in the bar. It was fantastic. Uh, Tom, <laughs> who's the reason Tom's actually not here is you know his, his back's gone out because he he packed down against Max Van Dyke. He wasn't playing on the day, but. 
trust me, he was a big South African tight end prop. And uh, Tom, uh, Tom's lucky to still be alive, I think. Yeah, that was a very surreal experience <laughs> to find ourselves, just to explain what we're talking about there, to find ourselves at about 10 o'clock uh, in the evening on the Sunday on the Toulouse pitch uh, at the Stade Ernest Wallon. Um, and, and some of the players just appeared. And so Tom... Um, who fancies himself as a as a former tight head prop? Who fancied himself a one on one scrum against uh, Max Van Dyke? But um, yeah, the winner of that was uh, put to bed pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, that was really surreal. And, and yeah, the Toulouse players, like like the fans, were really good. And that was that was hilarious. That was such a surreal experience. Yeah, it was fantastic. And um, uh, just really really enjoyed it to be honest. Um, yeah. But should we get a bit stuck into the yeah. to the rugby? Yeah. So yeah, what, what what was your biggest takeaway from from the from the from the defeat? 2017 defeat 2017 defeat one phenomenal heart to come back in that mm. second half you really really got to tip the hat to those boys uh, but the first half kind of sums up Bath season not putting chances uh, away mm. we there were some real real perfect opportunities that we could have had uh, a couple of a couple of breaks a couple of moments in the 22 discipline let us down slightly as well some line outs it's just a slight comedy of errors in the first half I felt yeah. with I will say a sprinkling of you know some real uh, real talent and fantastic moments yeah I think exactly I think that is the key I think the the fact that we were 17 points to three down with with 20 minutes remaining um, and, and to fight back the way we did when there was nothing on the line for us um, to fight back the way we did that was really impressive uh, and I think the bench um, the bench helped with that certainly the the, the front row replacements who came on uh, Dunn and Thomas particularly I thought were, were outstanding with the impact yes. they made when when they came on and, and and I think that was that was what was so great and I think Toulouse did slightly go off the boil but at the same time I think we really grew into the game um, it's just a shame we missed those chances in the first half you know the, the chance when Dave Atwood makes his break and the ball gets, gets coughed up and and the chance I know that Tom 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 certainly thinks this we were talking about this after the game the rolling mall on, on the on the just on the stroke of half time there which they which we couldn't convert and it went to a, a, a went to to have got collapsed. Yeah, got collapsed. Brought, brought down. I thought it was brought down. I think that should have been a penalty. Personally, Perhaps. I can't understand how how we've gone from twenty two, driven all the way to their uh, basically inches from their try line for it to just happen to collapse just then. Mm. It, it looked for all love and money that it was going over that line, and then uh, a, the refs telling us that that hasn't been brought down illegally. I, I was I was surprised. I thought people were swimming swimming around the side. Yeah, uh, you know, entering from the side. It was. I, th- I thought that was that would have been the big moment. Yeah, had we scored then, as you say, just before mm. half time, massive. You know, it's it's also the boost you get going mm. into a break, and and also you know on on, on the uh, counter side to lose going in thinking we should be much further up than we are. Uh, um, had they had we come back at them, as you see? Yeah, I think I think that was really disappointing. We weren't able to take that. And whilst you can you can blame the ref, you know, it wasn't the most organised mall at the same time. I mean, it was getting splintered. So I think that that we can also uh, have a look at our own mall formation uh, and blame ourselves for that. And and that they, that's, I think they are the key minutes in games, aren't they? You know, Ireland rugby, is obviously one of the best international teams around at the moment, are always really dangerous in those those championship minutes, the minutes after the clock's gone red uh, in both the first half and in the second half. And it's an old cliche, but to score on the stroke of half time is always the best time to score. No, completely. And so that that would have been great to to have taken those chances. Um, 
I think I think that is the the main takeaway from me. The fact that we weren't able to take our chances, and even at the end when we got ourselves back into the game, um, we we couldn't we couldn't get ourselves over the line. I, I felt like we had to lose on the ropes. Oh, completely. I, I felt like we had, and the crowds were certainly starting to get a bit agitated. Yeah, and could, I think you could hear them. The crowds quieting mm. down quite a lot, and we 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 were sat with quite a few Bath fans, and you could really start to hear the noise in that corner of the stadium because mm. uh, you know I was blown away by the actual noise in. Uh, in the stadium, when Toulouse had the ball in the first half, the noise was overwhelming. You could literally feel it kind of shaking mm. your body because the, 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 the crowd was so, so up for it. Uh, fantastic atmosphere, as you've already mentioned. But yeah, as you say, when that, when that second half, it felt a lot quieter in yeah. the stadium. Yeah, and, I, I, and we, the fact that we weren't able to kill them and, and win the game. We've spoken about it before this season when we've got the foot on the throat, really throttle a team and, and, and win the game. And I, I think we had the opportunity to do that, which was disappointing that we weren't able to, but at the same time, a really valiant effort from Bath, I think. Uh, let's turn now to, to some individual performances, shall we? Um, and I'll bring in some of Tom's thoughts here. Um, and, and he's going to take, I think, the guy that, that stood out for, for everyone uh, was, was Zach Mercer. And, you know, Tom said, Tom has said here that. I thought Zach Mercer was just outstanding. Top meters made, top defenders beaten, and top carries out of every player on both sides. And obviously his try from first range, from close range. He's a different beast at times, and it was especially good to see, given he somehow missed out on England selection. So I think Zach Mercer was the the standout player for Bath, as Tom highlights there. Who else uh, stood out for you uh, apart from Mercer? Uh, so one man I was really really impressed with actually was uh, Max Clark. Mm. No. Back, he's been laid off with injury for quite a long time, uh, and it's it's we've only seen glimpses of him in that first team shirt. So uh, it's good to have him back, and I think he's he he looked really sharp. Both our centres, I tweeted out yeah. at half time. I was really impressed with the centres. Uh, he was uh, he was running with the ball fantastically, and you saw you know defensively he was putting in uh, he was putting in solid solid performance, and uh, you saw the the tackle he he made to stop that yeah. Johan Uge try. Uh, absolute phenomenal work rate, uh, and you could see he really, really wanted mm. it. You know, there was a time where I thought he was going to go off the pitch because um, he'd hurt his shoulder, but I think it just turned out his uh, his hairband had broken, <laughs> and uh, he kept on having you know working working that shoulder, doing his hair, <laughs> kept him kept him on the field, and he managed to play. Uh, play the full 80 yeah he was outstanding wasn't he and obviously very good um very good in the in the last game uh, for bath as well uh, a competition there between him uh, and max wright who was on the bench on this occasion is really developing i think that's good to see uh, and then the one for me you mentioned the, the strong center partnerships and i think the other one to mention is is jonathan joseph and whilst he only played 50 minutes we saw a glimpse of what he can do both with the ball and, and what Joseph's biggest skill is when he's without the ball. He marshaled their their dangerous centres really well, I thought. Um, and obviously Eddie Jones thought um, thought the same by by bringing him into the England squad. And obviously uh, the hierarchy at Bath thought the same uh, with awarding <laughs> him a, a, a new contract extension. Uh, that's the benefit of doing this podcast slightly later on the week. Is that news has been been granted to us today, uh, Thursday, uh, recording this podcast that, that Joseph has signed a contract extension. And I thought on on Sunday against Toulouse, he proved just why he's such a valuable player for for Bath. Yeah, you can see that they're just we're happy to give him whatever whatever salary he wants. He's a phenomenal player, and uh, it's really great to have him uh, have him back, looking sharp also. Yeah, and uh, I th- I think um uh, it was he did limp off, so it was a little bit concerning, but yeah, definitely the right right precaution to be taken, uh, and he's all right. Obviously, fast tracked into the England squad, uh, and 
arguably, uh, he might be playing against Ireland. Yeah, well, fingers crossed that Eddie Jones doesn't break him. He's had a bit, he's got a bit of a reputation for breaking some of our most valuable assets. Um, Ask Ben Urbano. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ask Ben Urbano. So, yeah, Joseph was was outstanding um, and, and, and proved why, as I said, he's, he's such a very player in just the 50 minutes that, that we saw of him. Um, Another guy that I, I thought was outstanding, and it segues on to another point that I, I wanted to make, was, was Tom Dunn. Um, I thought he, 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 looked, he looked good when he came on. I mentioned the impact of the, um, of the, the bench and, and the front row replacements. And, and, and we, we saw Tom, we stuck around after the game, and we saw, we saw Tom Dunn uh, speaking to Toby Booth at length at the end of the game. They were almost the last two on the field. Um, and and, and he, was, he was really like, he was livid with himself and, 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 and livid that they'd lost. And, and given that this game had no bearing on us, I think that was a really uh, telling point because the, the players obviously really wanted it. It could have been easy for them to just say, oh, well, you know, we, we'd been knocked out anyway. But I think that that was just a reflection of, of how uh, disappointed they were and how that they knew, like the fans knew, that that was a really good opportunity to beat Toulouse. Um, so I think Dunn had a good game and his reaction after the game, I thought was really telling. He, he was really cut up about it. And I think that's really good to yeah, see. Yeah, definitely good. And uh, as you say, it means a lot to them. Mm. Uh, and you could see from the Wasps, the Wasps' uh, reaction last week when they got that, I think you could almost see these two games as an opportunity to redeem themselves yeah. Get the, get the get the train back on the rails and uh, mm. you know, head forward into uh, into what's going to be quite a tight finish to the Premiership. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's nice nice to see that reaction uh, and great uh, to have all the boys out um, yeah. in support. And just just finally as well, we spoke uh, we spoke on the, the the preview podcast we did from Toulouse um, on on Saturday about uh, T- Tom Homer and Darren Atkins and, and which is their best position. Atkins uh, on this occasion was situated on the wing with Homer at fullback, whereas it has been the other way around um, at times this season. And I think Tom Homer proved uh, on Sunday why he's such a uh, such a good fullback. It was really wet conditions not that we were undercover so we couldn't really tell but I think watching it on the telly it, the, the conditions were really watching it back on the telly yeah. the conditions uh, were really bad and him under the high ball I thought he was excellent yeah he was really solid uh, good to see and he I thought just more than that, more than that, his running with the ball was just fantastic. Mm. When he made that break through the middle, he looked yeah. he looked like he was in a pinball machine. He was bouncing off everyone left, right, and centre, uh, and uh, yeah, just just carried really, really well. You know, again, another man who who's, you know, looks desperate to win and he's got a lot of mm. a lot of bite about him. So that's really nice to see. Um, and uh, I think fullback probably is his best position. Mm. I think he's he 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 can uh, show off that running game more when he's got some more space and he's got um, a distance to run yeah <laughs> get, yeah sorry. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no yeah, yeah when he, he receives the ball <laughs> from like, give him a bit more space and he can break the line like we saw and then as for for Atkins it was interesting to see that that Cheslin Colby positioned himself on the right wing um up against Atkins despite the fact he had number 11 on his back obviously usually the left wing uh perhaps you know thinking back to the the, the return game in Bath when when he um made Atkins look slightly silly in defense but he's made a lot of defenders look silly and I think Atkins on this occasion might Marshaled him really well. Yeah, Cheslin Colby seemed quite anonymous. We even mm. said after the game, as much as, as we're there as Bath supporters, it's always nice to see fantastic players at the height of their game. And uh, I, I, we, we said, 
you know, did did, did Chelsea and Colby really mm. play like well, today? He, he didn't he didn't make an impact at all. I don't think he came off as well. No, I think I after about so with about twenty twenty five minutes to go, I think that was a reflection on on how well we sort of dealt with with his threat. Obviously, a massive threat. Their whole back three. Um, just on their side, then, mate. Just turning to to their obviously the victors. Um, and I think the standout of the day, I think he did get, get man of the match, was, was Antoine Dupont. Um, he was fantastic for them. And, and the, the real difference, he's, he's so lively. And, and, and at the same time, despite his, his not very many years of experience, he, he looks to control the game so, so well. I was mightily impressed with him. Of course, no, he, he, he was absolutely phenomenal, I thought. Uh, aside from that one, that one overrun of the ball, which did lead to mm. a try, we're not gonna we're not gonna complain too much <laughs> about that though, uh, and yeah, he looked great. So attacking around the fringes, his box kicking, uh, everything, all aspects of his game looked really good. And uh, I think we can expect to uh, well, we're going we're going to watch the Le Crunch at Twickenham, mm. and I think he'll be wearing uh, that number nine uh, <laughs> shirt for for Le Bleu. So yep. uh, um, also on their side, I'll I'll add. I thought Jerome Kano. And especially in the first half, looked one of the best players uh, on the field, without a doubt. And uh, he was smashing boys in defence and uh, just carrying really, really well as well. Yeah, he was. I think in the first half, I think that was the difference between the two sides, the power of, the, of their players. Like, see, we seem to be getting slightly overwhelmed. They seem to be coming around the corner, a, a really big pack that they've got there with Kano and, and Fan Moina and the two locks, who Tom pointed out on a previous podcast, that the size of, of their two locks. I think we were slightly overwhelmed um, with, with the momentum that they were, they were coming around the corner with and, and knocking us back on occasion. But then, but then at the same time, we did well to sort of stem that, that tide in the second half as we've mentioned. Yeah, because we obviously highlighted last week that we were very worried about uh, the set piece, especially the scrum. As you say, they're a big, big unit of, uh, big, big unit of forwards. Uh, but I actually thought the real, the real problem was, as you say, on that gain line, we weren't quite winning the collisions, especially in that first half. Uh, but we actually stood up very nicely in the scrum. I, I don't think we gave away too many penalties mm. there. Uh, main 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 areas were at the breakdown where we were conceding penalties. Um, but you know, again, line out wasn't great. I think that was arguably mm. more Jack Walker, uh, perhaps while he was he was pulled off the field. Um, we were only at seventy seven percent on our line outs, which isn't great. Uh, and I think that was possibly quite costly in, uh, in in the final result. Yeah, I think the scrum was, was impressive from Bath because we'd highlighted that as an area of, of strength for Toulouse and perhaps no weakness for us. But mm. I don't think it came, came that that sort of thing came to fruition. No. So that was great. But yeah, the lineup was was um, was slightly disappointing. Uh, any other any other points you you want to uh, make on the on, on on the on the weekend or on on the no match? just uh, just the. You know, when Dave Atwood goes through the middle, uh, I could have had my entire mortgage on him <laughs> not going left, not going right, but going straight <laughs> over Maxi Medard, and that's what I was uh, I was happy to see. Um, I said I want someone to uh, someone to split him in two, and so thank you, Dave, if you're listening. That was excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was the the old Fijian is it the Fijian sidestep? Yeah, the Fijian sidestep. <laughs> that's what straight. they call it. Just straight, <laughs> straight um, in the middle. Yeah, he wasn't passing that ball or changing direction for, yeah. for, for any amount, any amount of money. You couldn't tempt him away from it um 
But I think uh, Freddie Burns will be giving him a tap on the back yeah. uh, when he gets back to England. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think all in all, uh, a story of, of missed chances, um, but at the same time, uh, a, a valiant fight back and a valiant effort to sort of stay in, in the game. Um, right, let's let's move on from, from that game. Um, and it's been a big week off the field for, for Bath as well. We mentioned Jonathan Joseph's um, contract extension, which is obviously fantastic news. But... Um, Five other players signed with the club uh, in, in the past week. Um, Will Stewart, Lewis Boyce, Mike Williams, Christian Judge and Josh McNally, uh, all of whom had been linked with Bath, heavily linked with Bath uh, in the past, but all, all confirmed this week, Charlie. Pen's paper is excellent news, I uh, think. Out of the fi- sorry, just out of the five, who would be the, who would be the one that you would pick out there? Uh, I think uh, Judge has got to be the guy, actually. There's, mm. there's been so many people coming out saying how fantastic he's been at Saris. Mm. So uh, uh, it's going to be really exciting to see a man of his talent. You know, if you can fit into that Saris setup uh, and make an impact, you've got to be some hell of a player. So uh, adding to our front row, which is already strong, it's just, uh, it just you know, bodes well for the future. Uh, and you can see the way that Bath are trying to, are trying to head. You know, we, we've got a big, solid game plan you know, where, we, uh, where we're being very physical up front. So he's only going to add to that. No team's going to come to the wreck and mm. expect an easy time at scrum. Yeah, I think to, in, Saracen's renewed um, his loan extension, I think, by an extra month, which shows how, how highly they rated him. So, as you say, to, to, to be highly rated by them, uh, that's a good sign. And, and the one for me would be, uh, would be Will Stewart, the, the Wasps, the, the, the tight head from Wasps. Uh, I know that uh, like reading some of the comments from Di Young after it was announced that he would be leaving, uh, he, Di Young was um, extremely disappointed to, to, to let such like a young and promising tight head out the door. Um, and Di Young obviously yeah. knows, knows a thing or he two about scrummaging. So, yeah. um, good uh, tight heads are hard to come by. You know? Good young tight heads are hard to come by and, and extremely valuable. So, so great to get those go through the door. And speaking of people that, that know a lot about scrum time, uh, our prop expert, Tom, will be back on the podcast next week. Uh, so we'll get his thoughts about, about those guys. Um, yeah, next we'll, week. we'll have to wheel Tom in yeah. uh, <laughs> up to the microphone to see how he's getting on. Um, a couple of other bits of, bits of news. We mentioned the England squad. Um, Jonathan Joseph now been added, but congratulations as well to, to Joe Thock and Asiga, who was in the, the original squad. Um, you know, well-deserved, I think, definitely. And, and, a, and another win for, for Bath under-18s against Harlequins, um, at the weekend, uh, we've spoken a lot on this podcast about their success, so uh, we're not going to touch on that anymore. Um, but yeah, just to mention it and, and to say congratulations. Uh, finally then, Charlie, um, a, a week off. Um, if there was one thing that, that, that you'd want, um, say if there was one thing that, you, that you'd want to, the boys to be working on, they've spoken about how this, this sort of time now is a mini pre-season. If there was one thing that you could say, let's nail that in the next couple of weeks before our next premiership game, uh, what would that one thing be? I really want to tighten up on our line out, if I'm mm. honest. Uh, I want to have hookers throwing the entire time hitting their man uh, rather than just a barn door uh, because that's how it seems at the moment um, and uh, yeah, I want to get I want to get that sorted because I say we, we've got a very dangerous scrum and I think the line out is where we're getting let down because we can't build mm. uh, it was a lot of times at the weekend we, 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 we get a penalty send it down the other way overthrow then panic trying to turn the ball over ending up giving away a penalty and we've just gone straight that down uh, our end of the field again so uh, yeah I, that's what I'd really like to see sharpened up on yeah I'd agree with that actually and I think it's not just the the sort of throw and, and 
and catch. I think once we get into the mall, at times, it can be a bit disorganised. Um, and so I think uh, that would be something that we can work on our, our mall formation. And we've got guys, you know, Toby Booth and, and Todd Blackadder, they know a thing or two, and Stuart Hooper, they know a thing or two about, uh, about line-outs. So, um, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Tighten up the line-out uh, and tighten up, I don't know how, but uh, give, give Gervin Dempsey a bit more time with these guys to really start nailing and taking their chances. Because uh, I think that is still the thing that, that is crippling um, that is crippling our, our season. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, just looking ahead, um, no game this week uh, then we take on Gloucester in the Premiership Rugby Cup which we're already out of on, on the weekend of the 2nd of February and then another weekend off before we're back in with the Premiership so a bit of downtime uh, for the players uh, to get themselves fit and firing for, for what is now a crucial run uh, into, into the end of the season um, thank you very much for, for, for tuning in um, please do uh, uh, review us uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your, your podcasts uh, on SoundCloud or on Acast. Um, we're also now across all three social media, all three primary social media uh, sort of channels, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram at Bath Rugby Plug. So, so follow us on there to, to keep up to date with, with all things um, blue, black, and white. Uh, tell your friends, spread the word. It was great to meet a few of you uh, out in out in Toulouse. Um, but yeah, keep spreading the word because um, we're loving doing this and we're hoping that, that you guys are loving listening to it. So thank you very much for, 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 for tuning in. Uh, as I say, Tom will be back next week. He's described uh, Toulouse as the best rugby club he's ever been to. So I'm sure we'll be back on, to, on that topic and talking all things England, uh, the Bath players in the England squad and anything else that, that might come up. Yeah, thanks very much, uh, and we'll be we'll we'll be back soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much.